Welcome to the podcast where relationships, confidence, and determination all converge into an amazing heartfelt experience. This is Speaking from the Heart. Welcome back to episode number two of Speaking from the Heart. And this is the inaugural episode in which I'll start interviewing guests every now and then on the podcast. And I'm really excited for our very first guest that we'll have today, Chris Hulse. Chris is originally from Adams County, Pennsylvania, in which he works at Mondelez International as a customer service team lead. He is a distinguished Toastmaster, which is the highest recognition within Toastmasters International, and right now serves as the club growth director for District 38 Toastmasters, covering Central and South New Jersey, along with Eastern Pennsylvania, and will soon be taking the role of program quality director in the next few weeks. He also has his own podcast. He is the host of the, of the radio show Off the Beaten Path with Chris Hulse. It broadcasts every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on WWDB-AM Radio 860 in Philadelphia. But it's also on the website, and you'll hear a lot more about it in today's episode. He loves to travel. You're going to hear a lot of that, especially part of this episode in which he's been to all 50 states and every county in 30 states. And he's currently working on a book documenting those travels. Let's get to the episode. We're here now with Chris Hulse. Chris, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. I'm really happy to be here. I I am too. And full disclosure for the audience, Chris and I have known each other for a very long time. And I'm really excited that you are my very first guest on really the inaugural series of interviewing guests. So I bestow that honor upon you. (laughs) I'll take that honor. And I'm honored to have that on. (laughs) I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with me today and our listeners as well. And I really want to start off with just tell us a little bit about how you got started with the podcast, because I feel like you explaining that might even help us a little bit with our conversation. There was another Toastmaster who had his own radio show, and I think he's had his for about four years now, and he had always invited other Toastmasters to come on his show. And I've been on his show 10 times. And I think after about the eighth time, he had said to me, you know, you're really, you're really good at doing this. Would you be interested in having a whole half hour to yourself? And I did that. And basically I was hooked. I said, how do I do this every week? I would love to have a forum to be able to talk about stuff and try to help people, inspire people. And he talked to a radio station in Philadelphia, WWDB, and really all he wanted to know was, what are you going to talk about? And for me, because I'm well-traveled, I wanted to talk about that because I figured it would give me enough material to fill a bunch of episodes. And I love this experience because, number one, I like to talk. (laughs) I mean, and there's lots of us who like to talk, but really when you have a radio show or a podcast, you have to really have a reason for doing it and and a way to be able to organize it into something that is going to be beneficial for other people. I figured with all this traveling I've done and the travel is really going to places that, like my title of my radio show, Off the Beaten Path, I have had a following of going to these places. And I thought, why not take all those experiences, turn them into a radio show and tell people about them? And 
The feedback I've had since I've been doing this in January has been great. I have a following like I'm Casey Kasem or something, and that blows my mind because this has really been a dream of mine since I was a kid. You do a lot of traveling. Is it something that you do just the United States? If you do, tell us a few things about what you've learned in your travels. I think that I'm really curious, and I've been really wondering for a number of years, how many experiences you've had that maybe fundamentally changed your outlook just because you met somebody or you got to experience something? Most of my travel has been domestic. I really haven't traveled much internationally. <coughs> I've traveled so much domestically is because I belong to an organization where our goal is to be in every county in the United States, of which there's about 3,100 of them. But other than that, I love taking road trips. I love the whole experience of being in a car with other people, listening to music, jamming out, singing at the top of your lungs, eating food at different types of restaurants, whether it's a mom and pop or a truck stop. And you said about the experiences of other people. I've met people all over the country. At one point, and this is when I was in college, I had actually reached out to people I had never met. I literally had met them by either posting something on a bulletin board, on a virtual bulletin board, or just met them through different groups I was in. And people would always say, oh, hey, if you're ever in Texas, if you're ever in Minnesota, if you're ever in California, just let me know and, and you can crash on my couch. And that's definitely what I did. The thing is, we all are Americans. We're all in the same country. But Everybody has had different experiences. They come to the table with different things, different food, different insights, different emotions. And what I've learned with everybody I've met over my entire life is everybody can teach you something, whether it helps you in your current situation or something you can stick in your back pocket so you need to use it. All of it is useful. And so many people I've met have touched my heart, taught me things, and have gotten me through some tough times. And, you know, my life itself has been a bit of a road trip. I wouldn't say that it's what people would call typical. Some of my life experiences have been a little backwards, but I've gotten through it. And I think some of it has been because I've met people that endured tough situations themselves and inspired me and taught me something. And I'm going through that now. I'm, I might have this radio show and I might look like I'm having a fun time all the time, but I'm having a rough go of it. I'm not going to lie. And, and knowing the people I do and getting to talk to them and that relationship to be able to just open up and just talk about and try to get to the core of it and solve something. It, it's helpful. And I'm glad that I have those people in my life. And they're not all in my neighborhood. This is like all over the country. The one thing that sucks is that you can't hang out with people that are a thousand miles away, but you can go <laughs> visit them when you're taking a road trip. There's definitely even the online catch-up as well, and technology has made that so much easier for all of us. I really want to dive into what you just said about really connecting with people all across and having those authentic connections, because that's something that I really enjoy in my life and been able to do. I haven't been an avid traveler like yourself, 
But I'm curious, is there one person, you don't have to mention names, but is there one particular individual that you think of instantly when you think of that connection? And how have you kept that relationship up over the years? You know, it's funny. It's when you said that, I started to think of somebody, but there's different people that pop into my mind. One person that that's really had an effect on me in my life, her name is Lisa Wheeler. And how I met her was about almost 20 years ago at this point. All of a sudden, and this is typical for me when I say this, all of a sudden I decided I was going to move to California. I took a road trip with my friend to California and decided, you know what? I've always lived life on the East Coast. I'm going to move out to the West Coast and see what I can do. I wanted to get into the entertainment industry, but not in front of the camera. I've always been interested in the production side of it. And over the next few months, I made it happen. At the time, I looked up, I think I went to a website, looked for people who were looking for roommates or tenants or whatever, and I found Lisa Wheeler and you know, we couldn't be more different. We were of different ages, of completely different experiences. But we both were open about talking about what we were feeling, about not being afraid of, oh, what's this other person going to think of me if I say this? And she was really having a rough time, too. I think sometimes that's when people are apt to connect the most when they're going through something and they don't know, they're not sure what to do. And they, they feel like, okay, I need somebody else who has either gone through the same thing or something similar. And I need them to almost give me a roadmap. Like, this is what you do. This is how you should approach it. This is, you know, and at the end of the day, it's all advice. You really have to take that information and make your own decision. But I know when there's big stuff that happens in my life, I always call Lisa up and I'm like, oh man, let me tell you what's going on in my life right now. And I always have kind of a comedic way of looking at stuff. And she really has encouraged me to go after some of these things that I'm interested in, you know, writing and taking pictures and documenting everything and you know i told her about the radio show and she's like i'm not even surprised she's like this feels like something you've been destined for but i'm lucky it's something else that you just drew out of the hat and it's like yes we're gonna go right around it and we're gonna do this because that's just what i do right (laughs) exactly i mean that's one thing i will tell you is i am pretty fearless stuff that that might scare other people if i get into my head that i'm gonna do it I will. When I was in college, I decided I was going to drive around the country for three and a half weeks. And I knew I was going to put over 10,000 miles on my car. And the more that people were like, no, you're not. You're not going to drive around the country and go to places you've never been to and not really have a plan. And I'm like, oh, you don't think I can do that? You know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. Wow. I'm almost into proving people wrong because I want to show people what I'm made of, what I'm capable of. I've kind of learned that my life, it's not normal. You know what I mean? I feel like in doing that, that's how I've connected with people because then I'm like the Lisa Wheeler to other people. I can tell people, oh, well, this has been my experience and this is how I dealt with it. And 
Because I'm going to be honest, to me, connecting with people, <coughs> that is why I think I was put on this earth. Yeah. Whether your listeners are religious or not, to me, even the jobs that I've had, maybe the work that I was doing, to me, that, that wasn't the important thing. If I was able to sit down with maybe somebody that worked for me or I worked for them or we just happened to be at the same meeting, the fact that we got to connect over something, to me, that is what keeps me alive. I know for a lot of people, even myself, I sometimes struggle with being able to connect with those people because I always think there has to be something in common. And I found something really interesting that you said is that with Lisa particularly, there is nothing that you had really in common per se in the beginning. It's almost like one of those opposites attract stories that you hear about. And I think that this is an important lesson because wherever we're at, it can create some great, fascinating, different perspectives. And it sounds like we've had that. Absolutely. One thing that I say a lot, and I've actually been saying it a lot more recently, is we're all humans. We're all humans. I actually say that to my employees because I'm a team lead. And obviously part of my job is to motivate people to get work done. But I also don't want people to forgo the other experiences in life. I don't want people to work so hard they're missing out on family functions or their kids are like, oh, well, I don't know mom or dad very much because all I see is sitting them in front of a computer. When you get to the end of your life, you're not going to remember, oh, I worked really hard and I got that project done. <laughs> you're going to remember the connections you had with your kids, your family, your friends, your neighbors. That's what's important. And I'm always telling people, you know what? We're humans first. We're humans. And part of that human experience is connecting with people. And like you just said about, you know, me not really having a lot in common initially with Lisa, the fact that we're both humans, we've experienced the same things. And that's where I try to draw on with people is the fact that maybe you're meeting somebody who has a wall up and you know what? I'm not saying I try to break through that wall, but I try to maybe put a hand through that wall to be like, you know what? I'm here for you. I can help you. If it's something I can say, if it's a story I can tell you, I'm here to help you. And I want someone to know that they're not alone because there are times in my life where I felt so alone. And I'm telling you, that is not a good feeling. And if you can be there for somebody and make them realize that whatever is happening to them, they are not going through it alone. That's the connection I want to make with people. I know that for you, I know you have a remarkable story and that is something that you definitely resonate with people. And my listeners are going to hear later on in a future episode coming up after this interview is done about my own personal story, which you know about very well when it comes to getting that help that I desperately needed. But we'll save that for a future time when that episode goes out. But you said something that I, I think that my listeners would really love to hear about as it comes to how you actually reach out. Because for some people, they don't even know how to start that conversation or even have that interaction with different people when it comes to what you're feeling. Can you talk a little bit about how you've done that? What's your strategy? What's your go-to that seems to always work? Or even if there's something that hasn't worked, what are those lessons that you've learned that you've applied? 
to me, it's, it's really keeping in touch with people. And the ironic part of this is that sometimes it's hard for me to stay in touch with people. Sometimes other people are the ones that have had to do the work. But if I know somebody's going through something, I want to be right there. I want them to know that they can count on me, that I can be an ear to listen to. I, and again, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, I'm some great person or whatever, but I mean, I'll forego sleep. I'll put some other project on the back burner or whatever if I know somebody needs me because that's what I want. It, it's hard to expect that of other people because other people, I know they have responsibilities. I know they got to go to bed or they got to feed their kids or whatever, but I don't have kids. I don't really have other family around me where I live right now. So I have the opportunity to be there for other people. And whether it's hanging out or driving to them or taking a road trip or something like that. And, and sometimes that really is all it is for them is to know that they have a friend, that they know they have somebody they can count on. And then it, it starts from there. A lot of times, with especially with my friends, you exchange stories and a story turns into, how did that make you feel? How did that other person make you feel? Oh, that, that, that really upsets me. How can we change that? And it really kind of goes from there, but it really is about having those conversations and really keeping in touch with those people. I know that honestly, like, I don't always have to be the one to initiate the conversation because when you get a good friendship going, it goes both ways. I mean, I don't know. I sometimes joke and, and think, man, if I could make a job out of being friends with people, I'd be a very rich person. But <laughs> here's the thing. Money doesn't buy you happiness. So if you can say that the connections I've had in my life, I'm already a rich person. Wow. What a statement. Because... I was thinking about this the other day. I was at an event, and I was talking to someone, too, about this subject. And I said, my business isn't about money. I mean, I want to make money. Obviously, everybody does when it comes to that importance. But it's about those connections. It's about those people that we're interacting with. That's what I really want to have, especially when it comes to creating that bigger, holistic picture. Thinking of holistic pictures... I want to talk about a little bit of your Toastmasters experience and maybe how that's interplayed with that. Just so everybody is on an even playing field, if you've never heard of Toastmasters, Toastmasters International itself is an organization that works on communication and leadership building skills. They have over 280,000 members across 144 countries with over 14,700 clubs. And both Chris and I actually met through Toastmasters and being able to have that connectivity. But Chris, I'm curious, has this Toastmasters experience, which you can let the audience know how long you've been involved with, and I'll give you a moment to think about it because sometimes I have to think about it too, how long I've been involved. But when you talk about your authentic connections, maybe like with Lisa and other people, even with doing Off the Beaten Path, your podcast, has there been anything that's really helped enhance that connectivity by going through some of the things that Toastmasters provides? Absolutely. And for me, it, it was stepping up and being a leader. I mean, initially I got into Toastmasters because I had this anxiety about public speaking. And I worked on that probably the first two years. So I've been a Toastmaster since 2016. I would say probably about 2018. I was well into my 
experiences of getting over my anxiety of public speaking, but something actually happened in my life that spurred kind of this path that I'm still on. And it was an unfortunate event, but I, I did what needed to be done, I guess I'll say. The event itself was my home club is my corporate club. It's at where I work. And my boss at the time was heavily involved in Toastmasters. She's basically the reason why I got involved in Toastmasters. And me and her, her name was Cindy Ashton. And we had, it was really kind of developing our boss-employee relationship even beyond overwork because we had this shared love of Toastmasters. And unfortunately, Cindy was murdered. And that was devastating. It was devastating on a personal level, on a professional level. But she was, at the time, she was the president of our Toastmasters club. And before that, everything was starting to fall apart. And she was trying to get it back on track. And I figured in her absence, this is what she would want. She would want everything to be taken forth and try to rebuild it. And, and that's what I did really in her honor. But in a way, it also taught me about my own leadership capabilities. And I went on to lead that club. I went from there to being asked to be an area director. I went from there to being a division director. And so with each increasing level of leadership, and for people that don't know Toastmasters, those titles I was giving out, basically you have a smaller set of responsibilities and then it grows and then it grows. So you go from club to area to vision. And in that, I was meeting more people, more people who I had Toastmasters in common with, but there are so many different types of people in Toastmasters. And I was also getting to flex my leadership skills. And I was finding I'm actually good at this. <laughs> you know, I might not be the best leader in the world, but it's because I try to connect with people. And I found that if you can connect with people, you can motivate them. You can get them to help you what needs to get done. I'm not all about, oh, you do this. and you, I'm not a leader that gives orders. I'm a leader that says, look, let's work on this together. Let's figure out what needs to be done. And then let's do it. Because we can both learn from the experience of doing it. And I've made some of my best friends in the world over the past years. Josh is one of them. Aaron <laughs> Bailey is another person that actually, Josh is one of the people that, that put us together because we were conference co-chairs and oh my God, Aaron, Aaron has a huge place in my heart, even beyond Toastmasters. And that's the thing too, is sometimes you're involved in an organization and the reason why you become friends is because you have that organization in common, but then you find out you actually like that person as a human outside of that. And really Toastmasters, it's really, truly changed my life. It's got me over that anxiety I spoke of. It's given me leadership experience that I actually used to get promotions at work. And it's made me some wonderful, wonderful friends that have helped me through thick and thin. In a way, you could almost say I'm married to Toastmasters. Toastmasters is my relationship <laughs> and I've gotten so many things out of it. And that sounds cliche in a way, but it's really not. I feel like no matter what you're involved in in life, whether it's Toastmasters or maybe you love golfing 
or you, I don't know, you, you belong to your kid's PTA. Any one of these experiences can help you build connections that really are going to be able to change your life and help you get through life. I find that to be wise words and you're too kind. It wasn't because of me. It was because of your passion for what you want to do. And that's been resonating throughout our conversation today that you are really the authentic person that you want to share with others. And I think that's incredible. We're getting closer to the end of time with our interview here, but I want to ask you one more question and then I want to give you a few minutes of any promotion you like to do. My final question is, what do you do to not just help people, because you've mentioned a little bit about wanting to be with them, especially when they're going through a harder time, but what have you done personally to help rejuvenate yourself? Because I feel that a lot of you, and you're already smiling at me, I know, because this can be somewhat of an interesting question for even myself. What have you done as therapy, quote unquote, for yourself? Or what have you done to retrain those muscles? Because I'm sure giving yourself a lot is an extension of so much of not just time, but also the resources you have inside of yourself that you could use for other reasons. I mean, why do this? You could be a selfish person, Chris. Why, why, why aren't you selfish? That's my question. <laughs> Go with well, that. <laughs> it's honestly because I get so much out of the things that I do. Out of Toastmasters, yes, I put a lot of work into Toastmasters. I'm now part of the district trio, which oversees about 150 clubs in eastern Pennsylvania and central and southern New Jersey. And that's a lot of work. That does eat up a good amount of time. But I get something out of it. It allows me to have this pride of helping other people, strengthening those connections and knowing that I'm doing something that is benefiting other people. Same thing with the radio show. This has been a dream of mine to have a radio show ever since I was a teenager and listen to the radio. This is pre-internet, believe it or not. I was around before the internet was around. <laughs> and so that to me, that was really my window to the world was listening to the radio and the person who would talk between songs and yeah, I'm not spinning records, but I'm actually getting my voice out there and just spending time with friends, having those experiences that make life worth it because then having experience with your friends really strengthens those connections. And not only can you help them when they're going through some tough times, they can help you too. And that's honestly a lot of the conversations I've been having recently as I've been going through some stuff, I've been drawing on those connections and saying, am I doing the right thing? What do you think I should do here? And that sort of thing. And people have been great about giving me their advice, showing me that they've been there for me. And it's awesome. And I hope that I can repay that favor back to people. But taking time for myself, which I know was at the core of what you're asking, I don't do a lot of that. But I feel like in the activities I engage in, within those, I do get things that are really for myself. I'm just not a person that really enjoys a lot of downtime. I don't know if that's going to be eventually to my detriment, but you know what? Once I get towards the end of my life, the one thing I'll be able to say is that I lived this life. There's a song out there, and one of the lines from the song is, with every broken bone... I lived. Nobody will be able to say that once I get towards the end, 
that I didn't live this life. Oh, I did. I took every opportunity I could and I tried to turn it into something for my benefit or somebody else's benefit. And for me, that's why we're put on this planet. And I'm trying to make sure that I stay true to that. And if I can help other people in any sort of way, try to stay true to it as well. That's why I'm here. Staying true to yourself, I think, is something that we can all resonate with. Chris, I want to give you a few moments. I know you are a busy guy with a lot of things happening. I, I know you got your podcast. You want to tell our audience about your podcast or anything else that you got going on and follow you. And I'll make sure we'll put it in the show notes, too, so that they can take a look and visit you as well. Definitely. If a listener or listeners, more than one, hopefully. Oh, there will be more than we'll, one. <laughs> well, and I meant like, hopefully there's a listener. I'm sure you're going to have you know, plenty of listeners listening to this program, but hopefully at least one of your listeners for your program will want to listen to my program. And my program, the name of it is Off the Beaten Path with Chris Hulse. And as I talked about a little bit, really, I would call it a travelogue show. I just made that work up. No, I don't think I made that word up. I think it actually exists. But what I try to do with each of my episodes is organize them into some sort of similarity between a few different places. So the one day I talked about Elvis sites, another day I talked about the world's largest ball of yarn and the world's largest thermometer and where these places are, because I think a lot of these places don't get enough credit. I've also talked about headwaters of rivers. I mean, I have some unique sort of interest in what I'd like to see, but you're not going to often hear me talking about those places that everybody goes to because they already get enough press. I want to give press to the people or, or the places that you can stop at between going from the Eiffel Tower to Disney World because I think those places are important too. Obviously, the people that own those places want you to come see them, and I had a good time checking them out. I do that, and then I also have a guest on my show each week, and they get to talk about what travel interests them, whether it's international travel or owning a house at the shore or being a park ranger or canoeing or climbing a tall mount, something. Everybody seems to have some particular travel interest. And so I want to give people a platform to be able to talk about that too, because here's what I found. And whether it's on my radio show or just in life, you never know what is going to inspire somebody else. And I've actually had people tell me, which I love hearing, oh, the places that you go see, Chris, you actually inspired me to jump in my car and go and check out the state park 100 miles away or check out the world's largest ketchup bottle or whatever it is. And if I can affect somebody like that, that actually does something for me. It means that something I did actually spoke to somebody else. My radio shows a, a way of doing that. So if you want more information about my show, go to off the beaten path with chrishalls.com. And that is all one word. The words off the beaten path with Chris Hulse. My last name is spelled H-U-L-S-E dot com. All the information is there. The radio show is actually on weekly on WWDBAM 860 in Philadelphia. And you can actually go to their website, WWDBAM.com, and it holds a database of my episodes I've had so far. So you can listen to all these different places I've traveled to and to all my guests. But I would say if your listeners could go there, hopefully they'll be inspired and benefit from some of the things I've talked about. Thank you for the opportunity to 
talk about that, Josh. Absolutely. Anytime. And we'll, we'll definitely connect you there. And also, like I said, it will be on the show notes as well if you want to access the link directly. We're in out of time, but Chris, thank you so much for being the inaugural guest on Speaking from the Heart. It's been really a privilege for you to be here and sharing a little bit about your authenticity with relationships and connection. I look forward to hopefully having you back again. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for this opportunity. It was great to be your first guest. Yes, thank you so much. Wow. It was a remarkable episode. The very first interview that I've done for the podcast with Chris Hulse. And I want to, again, shout out to Chris. Thank you so much for being part of my show and the discussion that we had. I want to recap a couple of things that were said that weren't clearly set out on the episode, but Toastmasters, something that Chris is heavily involved in, and I've gotten to know him over the years. He and I both belonging to local clubs within the state of Pennsylvania. And for anybody listening all across the world, Toastmasters is international. There is literally clubs waiting for you to get started in with your communication and leadership skills. If it doesn't matter where you're at with your skill set or your skill level, those clubs are supportive, inviting environments where you can practice and get better, and there's no judgment whatsoever. So if you're interested in checking that out, go to www.toastmasters.org, and when you go on the main page, you're going to find a button that says Find a Club in which you can find where a location is, and clubs are physically meeting. There's also hybrid clubs, which have a mix of people in person and online, and there's even all online clubs. That will help you get started with your journey. I want to just talk about some of the things that Chris mentioned in the show that just resonated with me that I hope that you, my listeners, followed along with too. And I thought the biggest thing that he said that will ever, forever be in my heart is that it's about the riches of the experiences that we have with people. It's not about the money. So for my professional friends out there, think about what your purpose is when it comes to helping others or what you're doing to help contribute back, whatever your trade or skill is, because it isn't just about the bottom line. It's about what kind of impact that you're making with others. And I think Chris really stepped up to talk about how some of those travels, especially in his life, really created some of the opportunities that he has. And making that job out of just being friends with people, those are the people that are the trendsetters in the world. And even are some of my counterparts when doing podcast episodes too wherever you're listening to. I really encourage that if you have somebody like that that you can talk to, especially that Lisa in your life that you could just call up at any time and have that engagement with, those are the things that we'll talk about in future episodes, how that can be so impactful and help you just get to that next level where you really need to be. It's something that helps all of us go from point A to point B. And I really love Chris's story behind that. The one other thing that he mentioned was about the murder of Cindy Ashton and how that fundamentally changed his life. And I didn't get much time to really go into it with him, but knowing what Chris is and how much he's taken that to heart and has been able to project so much positivity in the world, I know that for some people, it takes a traumatic experience that fundamentally shifts the thought pattern and what you do for the rest of your life. And for those that have lost a significant other or somebody that has been close to you in your heart, I mourn for you. But if you're still sitting there thinking, what do I do? What do I do to make this different? You have the power to move forward. And I hope that Chris's story 
about how you did that within Toastmasters creates some of that framework for you. It helps you to understand how to move forward and how to understand how to create that value within your own life so that you can help others. I, I love the expression of the song that he was starting to say about with every broken bone I lived. I resonated with that because even with all the trauma and all the things that happen in our lives, we find ways to project and create confidence within ourselves. And it's about staying true. It is about creating some of those opportunities in which we're able to take it from the next level to even a further level. And sometimes being in that murkiness of the unknown, that swamp, can be very unnerving, can be very nerve-wracking indeed. And that's why I always encourage those, especially if you have the opportunity, work with a life coach. I provide that through the business that I've started, Your Speaking Voice, in which I help clients realize and get a plan together to help them move to that next level, wherever they're at. If Chris's story really resonates with you and how that do that, that's what's really important. There's one last thing I have to say that wasn't captured on this episode, which we were talking about afterwards, is that how you change your life with making connections. It is so important, especially in this day and age, that even though that we're so connected with all the different social medias and all the different ways in which we can exchange thought and exchange opportunity, the most important thing that we need to remember, though, is that we're all human. Chris talked a lot about that in the episode in which he was sharing not just about what the human factor is, but also how you can create that human factor to help you be able to have authenticity. And I think that was so important for Chris to share because a lot of us don't know how to do that. And sometimes it's very tough to just be able to say and take a step back and think about what are the things in my life that will help me to just understand and value what's really important. And although life coaching is there, all kinds of coaching, Chris really resonated with me sharing a little bit about shame. Shame sometimes comes from the fact that when we know that we need to do something about it and we put it off and we put it off and we put it off for so long, we start to develop that thought process of, is this really what I want to do? Is this really how I want to feel? And I know that that can be very tough for a lot of different people to be able to say, I know that this is giving me this feeling, but I need to push it aside and know that I'm still doing this for the right reasons. And I think the testimony that Chris was sharing was something that helps all of us to engage and think thoughtfully about what is really important in that daily conversation. If you have somebody that is willing to do that, whether that's a personal or professional level, that's going to help you so much in seeing the bigger picture. Overall, I know that for many of us, Knowing that we can have these opportunities to do whatever we want in our lives, even if it is travel, can be opportunity in itself to expand our mindset and create value. I hope that today's episode with my interview with Chris really showcases that the opportunities are endless if you have the right mindset and you're willing to just keep going no matter what. That's what this is all about. This is how we create relationships create that connection with others, have that confidence to step forward, but stay determined on the end goal. 
Because when you do all of that, you will have something that is valuable and cherishable for the rest of your life. Thank you for listening to episode number two of Speaking from the Heart. And I look forward to hearing from your heart very soon. Thanks for listening. For more information about our podcast and future shows, search for Speaking from the Heart to subscribe and be notified wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit us at www.yourspeakingvoice.biz for more information about potential services that can help you create the best version of yourself. See you next time.